0: they gonna introduce a love triangle like i'm interested in the original fucking love story you're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast it's only because a nigga blessed. welcome back to Black O'Couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for netflix's original series cursed season one episode five the joining this episode was written by lila gerstein who worked on the oc and life as we know it And considering all of the very teenage love story drama going on i can see where uh that kind of background would have come in handy this episode was directed once again by daniel netheim i gave this episode a 7.4 out of 10. it was definitely better than last week's although Man, it's really hard for me to root for Nimue. <laughs> like there Luckily, this episode mostly got a higher score because other things were introduced besides the Nimue plotline. Otherwise, it would have probably been somewhere in the low fours because <laughs> I don't give a shit about her and her love for arthur and arthur's entire existence at this point so we decide this week to open up with some exciting times with the vikings they are burning a village and one viking in particular a blonde guy is posturing before chopping a dude's head off for a group of ladies, as if this is somehow a masculine mating call. Hey, how you doing, mama? Let me Considering that they're Vikings, I would say that this is. Meet Kamir, the ice king, who has burned down this town and tells the peasant left alive to tell Uther Pendragon that the true pendragon air hath come to claim his throne i don't know who this is but i am already rooting for him (laughs) plus this whole shot with the ships and the dock and the fire behind it was the best cgi i've seen thus far all season and his chick and her crew look badass I was legit mad we came, We actually came back to um, Nimue and her sleeping and Arthur guarding her and the sword like you didn't steal it the first time doing the exact same actions. Then remarks that no one likes him because he's not human but also because he's a douchebag morgana greets nimway looking much more like a character who can kick ass and like the nimway or the morgana i know <laughs> ain't no morgana in a fucking nun outfit that's just asinine and nimway apologizes for getting dizzy or killed but she says he understood the risks. And I'm like, yep, he did. Because even his driver was like, why are we going in this direction? And then once we are in this direction, why the fuck are we setting up camp? Waiting for Nimwe's ass. Okay, you should have went to this place in the first place. <laughs> even though Morgana said he could help you out. So Morgana, you, uh, well, like I said, you knew the risks. <laughs> you didn't have to drive her in that fucking direction you could have said I don't give a damn what Morgana promised you we're going this way if you need to go that way you can get on out and hit your ride in another damn bandwagon then Morgana says honor his memory okay 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 I'm not sure how that was meant to be accomplished but it was very vague She then tells Arthur, Morgana that is, to get his lazy ass up and make himself useful by doing some hunting with the adults while the real real true power (laughs) speaks alone. Apparently they are not close or more like they're so close I know your ass so I'm not even about to like uh uh-uh I have had to take care of you my, my whole entire life is what Morgana feels like she is saying. At least when he get in trouble. Nimue tells Morgana. Her entire quest story. And she hips her to who Merlin is. That yeah he is a druid. Yeah he is an actual real person. Not a mythical creature in your childhood stories. And that he is also not a friend of the Fae. But a person who serves Uther. But Nimue trusts what her mother's last wishes, and she needs to get the sword to him. Nimwe is then told in the realest terms possible to stop mooning over Arthur. Cause you ain't got no time for schoolgirl crushes. Cause you are the wolf blood witch that wields the devil's tooth. <laughs> everything morgana was trying to tell her were absolute facts and the fact that nimway did digress to a teenage girl throughout this entire episode (laughs) made me want to smack her so i'm like morgana read you completely right like this is the time to step up and the way she says it later is even better well actually she says that arthur ain't shit like i i because what wasn't yeah Nimue was defending him and she's like why am i defending him and i thought she meant by hey i shouldn't be defending him because he's an asshole." but no it's more like you should be defending him because you're his sister and she's like yeah which means i've known him longer than you have and no he ain't shit. morgana then tells her that the sword puts her in a position to bargain for her and her people's survival because you being real selfish right now and basically capitalize on this shit and your fame and start steering the storm before the storm come and consume your ass because you think that was the only band of red paladins that was going to be looking for you you ain't even met the other crazy motherfuckers on the chessboard that are already coming to claim this sword because everybody gonna want it and here you are talking about i got feelings nobody give a fuck about your feelings (laughs) you have a target on your back morgana knows that she is just a pawn like yeah i help people get here i'm gonna go down with the red paladins killing me and ain't nobody gonna know my name but you you have something now you can start something you can be a face of uh, you're you're what we need for our survival and i get that you don't want that but you are also a part of the slaughter and you've also caused a lot of people to be slaughtered in your quest to get this sword to merlin and it is supposed to be the benefit of fey people so start acting like it it's basically what morgana's trying to tell her uh nimwe respects that so she tells her you are definitely my friend and morgana does agree to help her because i like the fact that about morgana she's like i'm gonna tell you the truth but i'm also gonna help you because you my friend or at least we on the same vibe merlin then heads to uther's kingdom but is placed under arrest for treason and sent and sends his horse to the widow the weeping monk and father Cardin go into the red padillion camp paladin I keep saying (laughs) padillion where guards are painted gold face and their eyes are closed and they are in black robes and they do look very scary I must say I like the aesthetic of that then the funniest shit that ever happened happened when father Gordon came into the room and laid prostrate on the floor oh no he didn't what what the fuck what the is that (laughs) why (laughs) why why Why? oh my god it was just so hysterically funny i watched it like five times (laughs) and the way the actor just jumped (laughs) i don't know why that was so funny but it was like who does that i have never seen this at any time ever in history or on television on how you greet the pope but then he starts jizzing in his pants when his holiness is like oh you want me to um, draw you a bath because that's where the pope is in his bath and he said it in a way that almost felt sexual Considering there's the true lifetime story of how a lot of men in cloth have been touching little boys, I'm wondering if that's a poke at that or if that's just my mind going there because it is the way it is. But the church uses and had used back in the day, very truthfully, zealots like Father Cardin and his very true beliefs, even though I think Father Cardin is a little smarter then he lets on even though the way he prostrated himself and the way he was getting off at just being in the same room with the pope while he was naked <laughs> is uh it's kind of contradicting that but he does act the false modesty to impress upon uh what they all desire like which is basically power because he boasts like oh I don't want to boast but I got 5,000 recruits and the Pope is impressed by that and rewards him so by saying that but then he asked about how many losses and there's no number that Cardin can uh, produce for that and the Pope's mad that there's losses at all and then he really just calls out what he really called him there to (laughs) begin with is the fact that you have lost this child that I heard about called the wolf blood witch and now she is a symbol and I know that you had her fake burn at the stake and he goes oh to try to you know stop her people from rising well if she's with her people I don't think that killing her in front of people who really just scared is (laughs) So he definitely got called out for his shit and he says no it was to hide your failure and the carden pretty much pisses himself when that old man gets up out of that tub and tells him that is there anything else you need to tell me and he says well the girl does have the sword of power and he's like i want that sword and if you disappoint me again i'm gonna have the trinity take over your army And they are many, they have many godly virtues, but mercy ain't one of them. (laughs) Then I felt he had to remove his entire um, cloth that was covering him to most likely show his dick as he throws out his ring like kiss it bitch i think he could have just you know left lift your hand i didn't think you needed to reveal anything part of your anatomy to get him to do it except for the fact that it was humiliation so then father cardin comes out and takes it out on <laughs> the weeping monk saying this is your fault and that if i burn you will burn too it's a, a shame that the weeping Mung is really cute in the face. I wish he would take that damn head thing off so I can see what else is going on with him. But it's so sad that he's attractive, but he's not close to anything that I'm going to care about. <laughs> or anyone that I care about at this moment. Yeah. Crazy Iris finds some red podillians. Damn it paladines on the side of the road and wants to join and they tell her to piss off because it's england and we say piss off but she's like what do i need to do to join you and so the one dude's like yeah well bring us the head of the the wolf blood witch oh shit oh shit get ready for this oh shit oh Oh, Oh, I don't know but my money is on crazy <laughs> i'm just saying this girl already killed a whole damn abbey full of people she feels as if when she puts her mind to it she can accomplish it and ninway is clearly not on the case at all <laughs> on just how precarious her situation is morgana has changed ninway's letter to show strength and Nimue reads it aloud basically telling Merlin yeah I got the sword so we can meet up and talk about this however we gonna need to talk about the Fey and our kind because I can't allow what's fucking happening right now and refuse me and I will water the fields of your kingdom with paladine blood <laughs> I love when she's like I love that bit it's the best part she's like Nimue's like I'm not saying that Arthur comes in and actually thinks he should have an opinion talking about that's not how you make allies and she's like oh you do by stealing things from them shut the fuck up (laughs) but then oh then Nimue says no take that part out and she does and then she makes hard eyes at Arthur oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty that boy is like catnip to this girl Pim is found aboard the red spear ship who are enemies of the ice king interesting oh because i really like the the leader and claims to be Faye when her crush encourages her to be so because she can heal people and because this is something Pim can actually do it's fine and her life is spared. Morgana takes Nimue to Yeva, a moon wing elder sorceress who is mad, can read people's minds and her is her best hope of getting the letter to Merlin. No man blood is permitted so that's confirmed that Morgana indeed is not of any magic that is known or even... Because I bet, I bet Morgana, well, I guess Morgana may not have, never have tried it. Maybe she just doesn't know. That's possible. But this another indication the show is trying to tell us anyway, that Morgana does not have magic. Uh, this ostrich-like woman that is eating yolks from eggs. I told you that bitch crazy. I will say... The lady who rocked the costume was committed. (laughs) It was gross. She tells Nimue her father was right to fear her and her blood and uh, that I really don't want to help you. (laughs) Nimue says, I need to get this information to Merlin. And then she was like, Merlin the fucking traitor to his kind but she's like it's for all the fae kind it's for the survival of the fae kind so that makes sense and is enough not to complain anymore so she sends marguerite to find him uther is whining like a little bitch to his mama about the ice king and she's like maybe king should be punched so the first time that they are punched in the stomach they do not start screeching like your asses right now Why the bugs? I guess because so many people want to poison her is my guess. And why she don't eat the food or is she poisoning other people? I don't get the table with the bugs at all. Why is this little man with an equal, probably little dick and incompetence to match bragging that he put Merlin in his room chained up (laughs) when he needs to beg his mama for help? then another line where someone was patting themselves on the back but i'm like what a merlin rotting is a merlin plotting if he's rotting then he's dead he should be a corpse (laughs) at least she hates the red paladines as well because she's like people is just running around your country killing folks left and right and I don't know if she hates Merlin or if she hates magic or if she's just power hungry. I can't get her a read on her at all, even though some interesting things come to light at the end of this episode. And when he asks, What should we do? she says, Kill Merlin, join the church, use them to kill the Ice King, then get the Sword of Power. And I'm like, Girl, one, you underestimate the church because they won. Arthur is taking Nimue to a grotto and stripping down naked. After much sharing, Nimue goes in for a kiss, but Arthur's like, Oh, um, you know, I'm going to be a gentleman right now because, you know, I'm trying to be knightly. And... Never mind the fact that I brought you out here to get you naked and in this position to mack on you anyway. So this entire scene doesn't make any sense. We get a day in the life of Pim aboard the ship and her yelling at the man crush that it's his fault that her day is terrible because she has to drink liquor and treat wounds like you had it really good up in the um, other place that you bitch you was a little too picky for my you did all this to get your flirt on with him which is exactly what's happening right now so i don't understand why you're complaining merlin then tells uther he was getting the sword for him in the dungeon when they have a talk and they're like you know we were friends you betrayed me not really i'm just playing you but whatever then he said uh he's gonna kill him tomorrow in the morning if he doesn't produce the sword Not a week as Merlin tells him, even though he says, I know the sword is at least on its way to me. Iris lures in some starving phase to her campfire at night and offers them food as they tell her, we will take you somewhere safe all without saying a word. singing a lullaby in her name and it makes her uncomfortable then they really keep flashing back to that weak ass tree smother when she meets Cora who is black and has antlers and tells her that the paintings everyone is drawing is of the green knight who rescues fae people and bring them here they tell her that she is coming to what sounds like a sex orgy called the joining tomorrow night and to change your clothes, Heffa, because you look dirty and smell stank. I mean, she don't smell stink, but your dirty clothes coming on after you just got out of the grotto is kind of a disappointment to the clean body in which you just washed by putting back on the dirty clothes. She says no, and they act like she ain't spoke. At Merlin's execution, the bird shows up just in time with Nimue's message to find uther while the mom was upstairs watching hoping this was her moment but it was not i did laugh when he said <laughs> tell her i'm indisposed uh nimway and arthur and his winning smile and they're talking and then she goes out she did look cute and then they go to what is very conveniently an interracial wedding (laughs) celebration. And I can't help but think all of you are going to die in this scene. Everyone, I was like, oh, happy times. You're all going to be massacred fairly soon. And that person of that massacre, I believe it shows up. (laughs) Arthur and Nimue finally kiss Barf. And they go see the ring knight who also happens to be with squirrel who we haven't seen in a really long time and his name is gwayne which we know is a knight of camelot of the round table of arthur's court but also at this point in time because you know the universe is that small Nimway's friend <laughs> childhood friend and that slow-mo of Tim taking off that helmet was so unwarranted because it did not back up anything. Like, Gwayne's supposed to be the hottest thing ever and they gave me this and it is not even close. And, oh look, Iris has found her prey. Extraordinarily nice. She's a killer. Queen young body, charity, Dynamite for the laser beam. Guaranteed to to your mind. I mean, honestly, this is how stupid Father Cardin is and how sexism works against you. Because <laughs> this girl and found her in less than 24 hours and y'all got motherfucking 5,000 people looking. Just saying. I mean, she crazy as fuck, but she gets the job done. <laughs> All the way done. Arthur is immediately friend-zoned upon meeting Gwen, and that makes him feel some kind of way. Merlin visits the queen and we learn some interesting story or a interesting story about her and it's about the fact that she gave birth to a stillborn boy after her husband had died and her and the midwife paid a villager for their newborn son then killed uh, then the queen killed everyone involved via poison except the midwife who fleed and Merlin says is now under my protection. Come on and check yourself before you make it wrecked yourself. So nigga, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your hell. Basically, bitch, I saw what you did. I know it was you who did it. And Uther is my bitch to use, not yours. Step off. Gwane and Nimwe argue about the sword and how I mean we already had this conversation with Arthur and everyone else so I could care less and how he's gonna protect her oh god this is when you really want to hit men when Morgana hears the news and screams and wails throughout the camp that the abbey has been destroyed and thus her love Celine. even though I didn't realize they was loves or Celia is that her name I feel like that was just shoehorned in there just to say we did it and that's the kind of stuff I don't like to see that wasn't a relationship that was a check mark on a box and then we have Nimue taking her away where Morgana says she has such frightening hate in her heart because Celia was a good person and judged nobody and she must have been afraid why why would she be afraid um she, you told her the devil was in the house and she said, no, she's just a child. No, no, no. She made decisions and they were the dumb ones. <laughs> I'm not hearing any of this. Then in the quickest transition of emotions of all time, she goes, well, I guess we're orphans now together and now we're blood sisters and it came off as weird. Please don't tell me Morgana's gonna fall in love with them way. I just watched Summertime and I'm not, I'm not really of the opinion every character needs to be in love with the lead <laughs> Third person comes in to say the traitor and spits immediately once again hath given his answer and she has to do some incantation to get um nimway to talk to merlin and she tells him the next time he gives me some fucking homework to do i'm gonna have marguerite take his balls off and it was after Merlin was ungrateful for the fact that he was saved by Marguerite, saying, "Tell her this don't change shit between me and the bird bitch." So they got some serious beef. And then she tells her that the hidden is gonna take you to Merlin, which they do. And then we discover that Merlin is her her daddy. And I was like, "Uh, right? Do we need to go this route? Did we need to go this route?" I could care less about Nimue <laughs> at this point. I'm down with what's going on with the Vikings. Because unfortunately, they didn't win that battle either. Uh, I don't know who who the fuck and how the fuck did Arthur get burned and how or born. Who slept with who to get his ass into the kingdom. Will it even matter in the end? Because they ain't taking a whole different a whole different approach on how they want to tell this story because gwayne's looking like a hot trash ass mess and that's fucked up because Gwen's supposed to be fine as hell <laughs> and i'm disappointed i bet you everybody's gonna be the way they're revealing people i yeah I, i'm i'm definitely betting more on my ideas than certain people oh shit the batman trailer came out today damn why rob had it looking good though i got so distracted oh my lord oh oh he looks sexy though i saw this other movie and if you watch rob rob pattinson and anything other than twilight because i didn't watch anything in his because he was in twilight (laughs) so i never gave his shit a chance and i had someone say these exact words to me like hey if you give him a chance and, and watch something other than twilight he's actually not that bad and i did some research and it's true he's really not that bad (laughs) so i'm kind of interested to see what a millennial take on batman is i mean it's not like we ain't seen him old it's not like we ain't seen him middle aged why not why not millennial batman and um yeah i guess this will be a good time to get into some feedback So we're going to start with Queen Shy, who says, Hey, Christina, well, I'm back for feedback for another episode of Cursed. Yes, I was neglectful and providing anything for the last episode, but I'm back. You didn't miss much. Can't leave my girls hanging like that or my girl. Well, thank you. see that the show didn't even cross my mind to watch it, let alone provide feedback. Not going to lie, this show hasn't grabbed my attention, and I'm basically just watching it in hopes of it getting better for me. One of the issues is I'm not the biggest fan of any of the characters. The main protagonist in way, I'm just not feeling her still. Even after this episode, not feeling Arthur or Merlin at the moment. Maybe they will change, but nothing thus far for me. Typically by the second episode, I have a few favorite characters, but we'll see. As for this episode, it was okay. It was good to see Pim again last episode. Homegirl stole away on a viking ship, I'm guessing. Pen had me laughing with her lost looking self that was actually a funny scene of her not knowing whether she should admit she's Faye or not Old boy came to rescue came to her rescue can't remember his name me neither and i just watched the episode <laughs> uh she said she had me dying when the dude came in with two arrows in his back and she's like what ails you she's out here getting drunk to or uh, wait she's out here getting drunk she can stomach oh so she can stomach the uh doing the job not gonna lie not a fan of this version of uther so basically he's a spoiled obama's boy that does his mother's bidding yeah the, i don't yeah they've definitely painted uther in the worst <laughs> way that uther could have ever been painted i can't remember who said he may be arthur's father yikes i don't think he is i think by the end of this episode he's just a false person which means that arthur's uh, the bloodline is gonna have to go through um not through her ass it's gonna be fall back to uh to the pendragon bloodline so it would be her husband's last known relative and then their family members Damn, Nimway and Arthur made up real quick. They are here getting naked and shit, only for Arthur to suddenly realize he's not good enough for her and he has to leave. Sigh. I'm sure that could have been figured out with clothes on. <laughs> but they compare scars and shit. This relationship is giving me ser- a serious case of whiplash. It just seems rushed to me she was just mad at him last episode for betraying her now they're getting naked apparently all it takes is to save her life and she is ready again to open her heart and her legs for arthur did nimway ask him has she ever judged him i'm like yes hefa you actually judged uh have judged him we see nimway reunite with squirrel sorry wasn't feeling morgana crying over celia We see crazy girl Iris finding her way into the Fae camp, which will mean nothing good. Probably mean a lot of people gonna die. Nimue reunites with an old friend, Gwen, For something that is supposed to be important, she sure does show everyone that sword and just leaving it laying around. Facts. Thank you for pointing that out because I forgot to mention it. She sure did. Oh, look at this sword. Look at this sword of power. Look at my sword of power. You don't even have it under guard lock or key anyone and everyone walk this whole entire camp is just fucked up because no one seems to be guarding anything so the big reveal that Merlin is Nimue's father was an interesting twist I must say I was starting to go there throughout the episode with the questioning of why her mother would want her to give the sword to Merlin the fae the fae see Merlin as a traitor was it ever explained how he lost his powers Anyway, that's all I can remember from this episode. It was a bit better than the last two. I watched episodes 4 and 5 back to back, so I may be misremembering shit that happened. Until next time, love or much love. Peace and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch. That is Miss Shy. You did not miss much. You you covered pretty much the gist of it. And last but not least, we have Queen Mimi who says, Okay, Stina. let's just get right to it. First, I'm going to start with a rant. I'm so fucking mad we had to watch Nimway and Arthur flirt and give each other googly eyes this entire episode. Now, I would understand her developing feelings for him if there was a long passage of time or we saw Arthur give a heartfelt apology or explanation for the shenanigans he put Nimue through. Then we could assume that Arthur earned her trust and forgiveness, but that never happened. Yep, I'm thinking they're trying to tell us time passed as they walked their way to this nexus, whatever place they're at, but it didn't feel like it because they reached it in the same episode. But that never happened, she continues. We have not reason at all to believe that their relationship is warranted. Nothing has happened between Nimue and Arthur for us to be rooting for them to be together. Seeing her get into the warm springs with Arthur naked really pissed me off she just went off with a known liar and thief why why does she trust him suddenly then they have her her go in for a kiss motherfucker what she says a motherfucker for what i'm really mad that we're just expected to take this bullshit it's bad storytelling to me and I normally don't nitpick about things like this but Nimue said she was ready to get herself killed just so Arthur would be hung right alongside her last episode and now we're supposed to believe that's all been forgiven yeah okay I have nothing to say to that rat other than amen like I said Morgana is real nonchalant about these folks dying like, the way she so casually dismissed the death of the entire carriage of folks that helped Nimway, the whole time smiling really made me feel some type of way. Mm. I mean, I can see where the smiling part comes in there, but as far as I'm concerned, them motherfuckers made their own choices and they were dumb, just like uh, Nimway's choices were dumb. And then they chose to continue to enable her dumb choices, so... they've made their queen uh someone who clearly should not be ruling she continues yeah they knew the risk but Nimue shouldn't just brush it off and honor their fucking memory uh well ain't nothing else you can do what you gonna do Uh, pour out a 40 that's fucking asinine to me those people were murdered and brutally at that being sad is an acceptable response well yeah that's true yeah they should at least have had a memorial no yeah no that's right they you right you right they should have at least had a damn memorial not a celebration the next damn day you right now i'm not saying them way should be bedridden with sadness but those people literally sacrificed themselves for her so a moment of silence in their honor would have been nice in my personal opinion i agree i agree oh my god when red robe leader came in the tent with the men that were painted gold and laid completely on the ground i laughed so fucking hard i snorted (laughs) thank you i'm glad it was not just me like why though i've heard of kneeling to your superiors but lane who does that he looks so fucking stupid i cackled for a good 60 seconds. Nah, you, I, I might go watch it again. It's that damn funny. Lord, and then the way the man taking the bath switched from joyful to evil was no joke. <laughs> I think we have your answer as to who is really calling the shots. I'm very interested in Pim's storyline because she's with the Vikings and the Ice King. Her pulling the arrows out of that man with and chugging from her task flask was so funny. She's so tiny in comparison to them. I don't know what she was thinking getting on that ship i kind of want her to start dressing and acting like them that would be nice i think it'll be amazing for her character to be a badass fey viking if that's even a thing I, it's probably not it's we can make it a thing but is she fair or not i feel like she's saying she is when she isn't but i thought she was the vikings are clearly out for uther's blood but i thought this particular viking was after after the uh ice king not not joined in league with him i'm mad he literally went crying to his mama he's a whack-ass king if i've ever seen one but well now we know why though he's a village boy he's got the <laughs> you can you can raise sometimes you gotta have them jeans, man He don't got the genes he has the genes of years and years of years of actual slave labor on farms with no education what he uh, if he still needs her advice why did he lock her up I don't get that I have a feeling because everyone knows about this story that he is she's locked up for her own protection (laughs) like I have a feeling people be coming for her I think Merlin being Nimue's father is a stupid plot twist but go off then I guess maybe it'll turn out to be awesome and I'll be eaten by words one can only hope I don't think you will because I don't find it to be intriguing at all it's like oh okay it was almost like an unnecessary connection for Merlin more so because it doesn't become Nimue's story anymore it becomes Merlin's and I think that's where I'm like uh so that's all i got for now so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi. Me out look she got the cool mom you was a cool mom taking your kid to a scavenger hunt sounds really fun and i want to do it and tomorrow i'm taking my daughter for like an hour with my gram my mom her grandma and my mom's like it's just for an hour like i'm telling you like she called and told me like it was a big momentous thing i mean it is don't get don't get it twisted (laughs) it is (laughs) she's like i just need you to do this one thing for me i'm like fine i was already in the mood this weekend to be giving of myself and my time and my actual physical form to other people so next episode we'll be doing is merlin uh yeah merlin that show on bbc and then we'll be doing uh 13 reasons why so if you want to send feedback for the next episode of cursed you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review or rate the podcast until next time peace Hair grease at Magic.